Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. When I was putting together my thoughts for today, a quote came to mind. And that quote is, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Uh, or you'll never see anybody uh, uh, hauling their their bank behind the hearse. And for whatever reason, that came up in in connection with the topic today of don't regret these five things later in life. Denzel Washington often said that he worked with, when he worked with Cicely Tyson on the movie Fences, you know, I don't care how much money you have or what level of notoriety you've achieved, you can't take any of it with you. There's a cap on earthly success, a ceiling on the amount of joy that possessions and awards can bring for uh, before disillusionment sets in. Our appearance, our prosperity, the applause, all of it is so fleeting. But a life of true significance has unlimited impact. It's measure, measured in how well we've loved those around us, how much we've given away, how many seeds we've sown along our path. During her 96 years, Miss Tyson has discovered the potent elixir. She has lived a life that is bigger than she is, an existence grounded in purpose and flourishing in service to others. That is her defining masterpiece. That is her enduring gift to all. We all know that when we die, we don't take anything with us, right? So I ask, you know, and I think about this, you know, we do leave things behind. We leave our, our legacy, our very own unique imprint on the world. We leave our good deeds, our bad deeds, our contributions to the world, our physical possessions. We leave all of that. But I'm clear, right? Uh, and, and of course, because I am clear that it's the only, only the human body that dies and our souls live eternally, I'm well aware that all of the material possessions we acquire remain in the physical. That's a given. I think we all know that. Yet, so many of us are driven to have more because we believe that having more means that we're getting more from life. Huh? Look, I, I'm just like the rest of you uh, who feel like having creature comforts and even shiny objects and more of them uh, makes life a little bit better. Yeah, it does. It makes it a little bit more indulgent, maybe a little bit more comfortable. And yeah, Acquiring physical possessions can and often does uh, help ease things in life. But it also represents what someone values. But why do we chase those things so fervently 
when we know that material things, they don't matter as much as other things do. Like good family relationships, having compassion, being kind, offering grace, using our God-given skills and strengths to better the world, inspiring others and being inspired by others, helping, being of service, making someone else's life a bit easier, sharing our voices, speaking up, working together as a collective for a cause, educating others so that we can obliterate ignorance, racism, and anti-Semitism, homophobia, hatred, and anger. Why is it that we put so much emphasis on acquiring than we do on giving? Yes, I know how a person is raised can largely determine their values, but values change over time. They can't help but shift in the order of life because we experience certain things in life that push us to change what we prioritize. Values change because we experience things that have us look at how we are living our lives and the quality of life that results from how we live. And given that, when we leave our bodies in this earthly plane, it's just our soul that moves forward to the heavens to do the work. And if we know that, then why aren't we more methodical and intentional about how we live our lives? Why aren't we more mindful about creating good karma? Why aren't we more intentional about how we contribute to the world and to the happiness of others? Why are we so damn selfish with our lives? Some people are raised to be charitable, to give, to serve, to explore the world, to get a sense of what's going on outside of their bubble. Some people are raised to hate. Some people are raised to comply. Some people are raised to follow. But when does a person decide to change how they live their life so that they live life with no regrets and that they die with a full heart, a legacy that outlives their physical existence and with memories that left, uh, um, left that signify that they've been a significant contributor to the well-being of others? I've spoken about regret before on my podcasts. Regret is a nasty open wound, isn't it? Unless you make peace with your past and your decisions from the past, that, that, you know, that wound will become infected and you're going to spend the rest of your life haunted by it or them and living from that place of being in the past. There's so many regrets that people can have and do have and not moving forward in a relationship for whatever reason might be one of them. Giving up too soon before you've tried everything to save it. So you can salvage your family. Big regret. Not finishing your education. Not writing that book. Not saving money. Not taking that risk. I could go on and on and on. And I'm sure you could fill, up, fill in your own blanks for the regrets that you hold on to. But today, I wanted to share some potential regrets that you could have later in life. Because I want you to look at your life and make changes so that you have no regrets as you move through life and 
on the last day of your life. So here's one potential regret that you could have. Allowing your potential to, rem to remain trapped behind other people's opinions. Now, how many of us play small in life? I've talked about that a lot. I know I have. Uh, where in your life are you playing small? Where you're allowing others to dictate who you can be, of what you're capable, and how much of you you should share with the world. Where are you doing that in your life? Number two, spending more time living in the past than in the present. I'm sure you've heard this before a bazillion times. I know I have said it. But we've all done this from time to time, or maybe all the time, and then we tend to move on after a while from the past, right? But do you realize how many people stay stuck there in the past because they're choosing not to move on? How often do you stay stuck in the past? How often have you let your mistakes, failures, embarrassing moments, and regrets hold you back from being in the present moment? Number three, time spent with people that don't want the best for you. Okay, y'all, I have been in this situation more times than I can count. How about you? A relationship, a job, a friendship, good Lord. But here's the thing. We need these people in our lives to teach us what we don't want. Are you still spending time sharing yourself and your life with those who really don't give a shit about you? Are you allowing yourself to be taken advantage of? Are you allowing your energy, your money, your time to be sucked out of you? At what point do you decide that certain people aren't good for you? What does it take for you to realize that the more people you have in your life that aren't contributing to your life, the more you're held back from achieving what you want. So who do you have in your inner circle that supports you? And who do you need to get rid of that doesn't or that don't? Number four is never taking risks. Risk can seem scary, but we take them all the time along a spectrum that is. Like if you really look at your life, you're taking risks pretty much in every moment. So how can you live a full life if you're scared to grow and experience success and failure? How many of you out there are scared of failing, but even more so scared of succeeding? Ask yourself why you choose not to take risks when on the other side of risk is certainty, clarity, success, growth, and joy. Why? Why aren't you taking the risk to experience those things? Risks always deliver the outcome we need. Risks always honor their word to us. Take one of me, Risk says, and I'll give you something invaluable. So if that's the case, that risk always offers value, why aren't more people taking risks all the time? Why are you so scared to take them? The unknown is scary for as long as you convince yourself that it is. Why are you so scared to take the risks that will change your life for the better? Number five, 
not learning to trust your gut. We all suffer from this one to an extent, but why do we hesitate when our inner GPS gives us clear directions? Look, I have been a therapist for 30 years and using my gifts fully for almost 15. And I know for a fact that if I didn't trust my gut, I wouldn't have the life I have today. Trusting your gut, AKA trusting yourself, is key to living a life that's filled with meaning, purpose, and value. And when you trust your gut, we listen to the truth of life. A person is always in the know about what's best for them. The body wants to tell us so. So why do we doubt ourselves so much and so often? Why do you doubt yourself so much and so often? So just because you've screwed up before, right? You doubt yourself or many times, you know what? You screwed up before because you failed to listen to what you knew at the time. That's why you screwed up. That's why mistakes happen is because we don't listen to what we know. I can promise you that. That is why you're so scared to listen to yourself because you think that you, when that you've always listened to yourself in the past and then made decisions, but the truth is you haven't. You used your mind not your body's internal GPS to navigate the world. And when we think ourselves out of what we know, then that's when we make our mistakes. So this bullshit that you've been telling yourself about how you cannot trust yourself, it's really starting to smell bad because it's a rotten truth. It's a rotten truth. You get to make thousands of decisions every day and look, you're still alive and breathing, so you must have made some pretty good decisions quickly and confidently to get to this point in your life, right? That's the truth. So why do you tell yourself the story that you aren't trustworthy to yourself? What kind of, what kind of truth is that? You, you can't trust yourself, really? Look back on your life and make peace with your past. Recognize that your, your, your body knows everything. Your soul knows everything. You know everything you need to know. So let go of decisions that, that have felt fatal and focus on the now and the kind of future you want to create because you cannot wish for a better past and you cannot change what's happened in the past. Allowing regrets to exist just robs you of your time, energy, and confidence. And you know, when I talk to you about it, your truth being a rotten truth, you start to erode when you allow regrets to live in your mind and body. You have to learn how to embrace uncertainty in your life. And for those who have the courage to choose uncertainty over the certain misery of a certain, of a current situation, bad choices in your past become literally nothing more than a mistake that served to help you make good decisions in the future. That's really all that is. You can't improve if you don't know what you're doing wrong, right? So look at your life without fear. So my questions to you are all of the ones that I've mentioned today, but what commitments are you going to make to contribute to the greater good? How can you shift out of fear and into focusing on becoming a full, happy, and fulfilled version of yourself? 
How do you live your life with no regrets? And how can you live your life now? So when you leave this world on the day that you die, that you have absolutely no regrets. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.